Hello and welcome to this, my first series of podcasts, Conversations on the Menopause. Conversations with real women like you and I about our experiences, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and our hopes and aspirations for the future. Hello and welcome to this, the final episode of my first series of podcasts, Conversations on the Menopause, and it seems only fitting that I shall be joined by my good, good friend, Sue, who has to be one of the most positive people that I know. She is a delight to spend time with and to talk to. It's probably worth saying now that um, once we get together, usually we can talk for we could talk for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> but you'll be pleased to know that this evening we're going to hopefully stay on track and really just talk about her experiences of the menopause and her thoughts on CBT or cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, and the reason for that is because it's in the nice guidance for menopause. So, hi, Sue. Oh, uh, hi, Louise. Thanks very much for that lovely welcome. Um, that's, that's quite overwhelming and very touching. Thank you very much for that. And likewise to you as well. It's always lovely to talk to you. <laughs> oh, and you as well. Okay. So, yeah. So, my menopause. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I, I, I guess... Uh, been experiencing menopausal symptoms probably um I would say mid to late 40s and um I I first noticed a slight signs of um anxiety and I I I didn't really I I thought it was me going through an anxious time but I actually now realize that was one of the symptoms of the menopause but I didn't realize at that time and would say um that the anxiety side of things did become worse as um I got older however um I am very I'm very much um, a reflector on life and sometimes I think when you're when you get when you get any symptom I think it's really really important to stop and allow yourself time to think about the symptoms that you're getting and see if you can put a trigger to what those symptoms are. Sometimes it's physical and sometimes I think it is related to your mental well-being as well. Obviously, it is difficult because we're all leading a, a very busy lifestyle. But I think sometimes it's really, really important to cope with how lifestyle is for people to to just try and put yourself five ten minutes um a day if possible to give yourself that time to do that um so what i found helped me was to have a journal um by the side of my bed um, and I thought the mind is quite a powerful tool and we get signals from all around us. It could be with significant others. It could be a sense that you get. 
Um, it could be just the way somebody, somebody else's body language. The mind is alert all the time. And I think it's really important to try and capture those moments. Um, and this, I guess this is where the CBT comes into play as well. Um, because the way you think dictates how you behave and and then how you behave become can become like a physical symptom as well then so i guess it's like um sif, you know like sieving your thoughts through a sieve as it were um and try and capture what's left once once you do think about you know when you do try and capture the thoughts because I think there's a risk if, if we don't allow ourselves that time that, that, that there's a risk that they grow arms and legs and you find as well when you've written things down um, that you can see in black and white and you can see what is factual and what is just a thought in your mind and sometimes that thought isn't always based on evidence it's just a, a sense that you get or a feeling and I think then when you've written when you when again when you take that time and write things down if you've got the evidence then that's where you can challenge yourself to try and replace if it's a negative thought replace a negative thought with a positive thought for example you, you could have a conversation with somebody and you can interpret a conversation differently from the person who's delivering or what how they meant that conversation to go and I think when, when you do start to sort of explore those thoughts at a deeper level sometimes it can trigger off emotions from the past and in the present day, if you if you find yourself reacting or those thoughts creeping in, those negative thoughts creeping in, by again by writing these thoughts down, sometimes it's not actually that person you've been having that conversation with. It's something that has happened in your past lifetime. And it's important to sort of touch base with that and think, what why, why have I reacted like that? So I think whilst during my time of the anxiety taking that time out I, I say I found that it you know it is one of the menopausal symptoms however it it can be sort of like a link it's sort of like y y your physical symptoms and with your thoughts but if you don't look at your thoughts you can't minimize your, your physical symptoms and I think like with the menopause, because there's so, so many symptoms, that's why it's really, really important to to look at them. And again, similarly with your thoughts, it's like, is there a menopausal symptom or is it actually something to do with your mental health? Does that does that make sense, Louise? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. And I think um and it, like you mentioned that you know, I'm a positive person. I think I try to be, and I think as I say, it's looking at those thoughts and sifting out the negative thoughts um, and repl replacing them. And it's not always straightforward because obviously with the menopause, there comes the brain fog. 
and um that is one symptom that is it can be quite difficult i think um to i guess to change one of those symptoms because that is not that's a physical what that's a physical symptom and i think that's I think that that's one of the symptoms that I that I do struggle with the brain fog. Um, it looks like one minute I've got clarity, and the next minute it just goes completely, and it's sort of like I've lost, I've just lost my thoughts. I've like, what was I saying? What was I doing? But again, it's just that important to just take time out, like five minutes, and just stop what you're doing completely. Stop what you're doing. And then just, if you can't recapture what you were doing, I, I, I can, I can say I'm sorry. I'm just having a moment, and I, I can either laugh, I laugh or a joke. Just say it's like a menopause. It depends who I'm talking to. Whether I can say it's a menopause moment, or sometimes it's just like I'm just, just, just let me gather my thoughts. So I guess it's it's coping strategies as well that um that is important to use. And there's 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 more there's different environments and different people who you can use those strategies with, um, and it's not always that straightforward. But I think again, if you if you can practice, it's 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 like little little practices. So it's not looking at the whole picture; it's looking as it's looking at the symptoms that that you experience in that moment I think so then it's it's not as overwhelming then to deal with sorry Louise I interrupted no, you again. no 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 I think I was just going to interrupt you because those talking about journaling which I know is becoming more and more popular now and mm. I think people are really starting to appreciate the benefits of it yeah but I suppose we're quite like you said before we're quite reflective people so we naturally find these approaches not so much easy but we're, we're well aware of them and we've used them for a long time in our in our mm. lives yeah and, and there's a lot of sort of movement now towards the fact that as menopausal women we all need a coach to, yeah. to, to do you think these techniques are things that people can do for themselves or do you think they the they need to be guided in in how to to do it to maximize the benefit i suppose yeah i think i think um they can they can come naturally to some people but it can't to, to everyone i mean um sometimes it's difficult to gather your thoughts and to put them down on paper um and what i would say for that is don't worry about ordering it initially it's just literally a bullet point to start off with just so you've got that as a it's like um a, a reference guide as it were right this is this is what i was thinking then or this is what i was feeling then either physically or mentally just just to capture that moment and then over a period of time um because it's sort of feel like you've looked at a bullet point you've you, you've got like the key aspect of, of of that moment that you've as you say like you felt that like you thought and it can be used as a, like a template to have a conversation then either with yourself or with somebody else um 
if you if it is with somebody else I think it's really 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 important to obviously first of all foremost go to somebody um a trusted person but not only trusted a person who listens and not make the conversation about themselves but that is a that that's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people because it, it, it again it's a, it's the other thing is it's about self-awareness as well for both the person who wants to talk about what's happening to them but equally for the person who's listening as well so if you feel that that that's too much to even contemplate at the moment go back to your bullet points and like with CBT, you have to look at the way you think. So this is sort of like a starting point, really. Uh, the way you think, and um, what. So it's it's noting the thoughts, and when you've then had the thoughts, it's trying to capture how you felt when when you when you um, when you had that thought. Then it's looking at your your own behaviour, and then it's about um, the physical feeling that you had as well, and it's it's so that then starts creating a bigger picture of what was going on for you in that moment, um, and it's just it's just that practice really, and then over time when you have got the bigger picture, you, you'll find that it can link to other things as well. Um, so if you feel that you that's too much for you to deal with, because obviously you're dealing with emotion as well, and obviously with the menopause, there's a lot of um, surges of hormones that can be very, very difficult and very, very overwhelming and very emotive to be to do that. So in the term in in in, in relation to the question that I asked um, Louise, yes, you can do it yourself. Um, but sometimes you do need guidance, but you also need that support as you take that journey into a gosh, into a, a void of an unknown quantity about yourself sometimes. So when you say when you start really, really looking at yourself, um that can be quite a difficult time. But equally it can be very, very rewarding because if you get the depth of understanding what is going on for you, that's where you can start making changes. Um there's there's so many offshoots because when you do start making changes with with yourself, that can imp impact on significant others who are close to you as well. That be friendships, um, work colleagues. You know, it, it, it's it's a it's a big subject really. Um, but particularly with the menopause, I think also if you if you're lucky enough to, I think it's having that mutual understanding. It's like not everybody's the exact same as you. Um, but you have similarities, similarities, sorry, you can't say that word, it's very difficult to say sometimes. Um, and I think it's important to stick with what's going on for you. Um, 
but sometimes is that I wouldn't worry about initially when you first start in journaling. It don't worry about just putting a bullet point down. You've got some frame of reference to go to. Wow. You know, to start that journey, yeah. Wow, thank you. Mm. It's really interesting that you brought that up because I've just bought a new diary. And um, years ago when I was a teenager, I did have a diary that I yeah. every day and I had loads of that and I stopped as I grew up. And and I'm just, as I say, just bought my first journal and it's in my bedroom and mm. I, seem to, I seem to have lost the pen already. Um, oh. but I'll, 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 I'll dig it out um, and, um, and give, it a, give it a go. Yeah, it's just the random thoughts, isn't it? That come that yeah. can come into your head, and like with the like with the menopause, I think they're even more random than that they've ever been, really, because you you're trying to um, cope with all the changes in your body. Um, with me, with the menopause, I say I started, I say mid forties, and all these um, worries and anxieties. But um, this time last year, uh, more or less. Um, I was told it. I was. I was told that I needed to have um, a total abdominal hysterectomy, literally from seeing the consultant within two weeks of seeing the consultant. And jokingly, I said to uh, my husband at the time, I said, um, "If you want to book a plane far, far away, by all means, feel free to do that." Because I was told by the consultant that I'd be plunged into surgical menopause. And that was very, very, um, I, I, I was quite distraught about it, if I'm honest with you, because I thought, I quite, I feel like I'm quite a calm person and take things on my stride. But I, I was worried because I thought, I'm going to have a change of personality. And like when I started my period years ago, I was sort of, I had the, it was the, the I had PMT and I was really snapping everything anyway. As I got older, that all seemed to calm down and um, I wasn't this angry person anymore. And I thought I'd be reverting back to, um, to this, you know, to how I was years ago. And I was literally painted the worst picture of, of, of the menopause. I was asked whether I wanted to go on HRT and I, ju I just wasn't mentally prepared prepared for it. But there was part of me that was saying, but I, I knew things about HRT. I knew the the good side, the bad side of it. And um, so again, I journaled everything that I was thinking and feeling. And I had the surgery, I went ahead with the surgery. And do you know what? I, I just feel like I am the same person. I had overnight gain, unfortunately, because I was plunging into surgical menopause and I have been struggling with weight gain. And, um, but, I, I, you know, I've just briefly had a, a conversation in terms of like, um, actually, looking about what I was eating so with this weight gain I didn't I didn't like looking at myself in the mirror I still don't like looking at myself in the mirror because I don't like what I see in my weight gain however what I have done um 
I don't have a New Year's resolution as such, but I, I like to use the word reset. So I, I have reset my mind because I have done journaling on um, what I don't like about what I see in the mirror. But I took it a little bit deeper than that because um, I've looked at, well, what is it? One is there anything that you can do about it? And so I've looked at exercise, I've looked at diet. I don't like the word diet, but I've looked at, you know, um, have you, I've thought about diet. And then I thought, do you know what? I've come, to, I'm 56, coming up for 56. And it's taken me 56 years, more or less, to put weight on. So don't expect a quick fix. So with this reset, I've basically, I've done myself a year plan. And um, I've worked backwards from that. And I've, I've had a conversation with um, somebody at a gym in terms of... Um, can you lose weight after you've had um, a total abdominal hysterectomy? And whilst you might not get a flat stomach, which I've, I've, I've never thought I would get a flat stomach anyway, um, you can still lose weight, but you'll have a little bit of pouch. Um, so it was sort of like, again, rethinking. So look, so from the worst possible thought I had and the worst uh, about the way I looked, the way I felt about myself, what I've done, I've replaced it with what can I realistically, what can I do? And there's an aspect in there of what can I accept? What can I accept that can't be changed? And I feel that I've just sort of literally turned a corner. But reflecting on this time last year also, I was painted the worst possible scenario of what the menopause would do. And yeah, I've had the weight gain. I do get the brain fog, um, but actually, it it's not been as bad as what what I was made out. And I feel that I'm, I'm glad that I, I I didn't go on HRT. I feel that I've been able to um, dig deep at times, but just again, it's that thought process. What can I do? for myself as well so it's it's looking at nature getting out as much as you possibly can um socializing but with surrounding yourself by the by like-minded people it's also an element of thinking there's only you who can do things sometimes for yourself no there's no there's no magic pill to make the weight gain go away um, so that's where I think it's got to be a level of acceptance as well. So I think it's like this, that the, the anxiety, I feel that the anxiety has um, degree, decreased quite significantly to what it was as well. So for me, it, it, it is, again, just to reiterate, I think it's just allowing yourself I can't stress it enough, actually, is allowing yourself that time on a daily basis. And it doesn't have to be hours. It can just be 20 minutes, half an hour to reflect. 
where you are. And I think when you know where you are, then you can give back to the world as well. You can give back to your family. You can give back to your work colleagues. And there's, there's a term that's used um, with counsellors and it's um, congruency. And basically that's being completely yourself and being able to articulate how you feel, what your thoughts are, but being true to yourself, obviously respectfully um, as well, but being able to challenge and feel comfortable with challenging. But I ultimately, I think it begins with yourself. You've got to challenge yourself as well. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a journey. It definitely is a journey. It definitely is, yeah. And and I think to acknowledge that, I think it's hard. These, I think, what you said there about you know you were painted the worst possible picture of what was potentially going to happen. Yeah. And I think for me, this sad. I find it really sad that that seems to be the only conversation there is when mm. you hear people talking about the menopause yeah you know, you've got the likes of oprah saying she felt like she wanted to die every night um oh. you know and mm. i think this is this is the conversation that we're having while we're having mm. we are having mm. we are talking about the menopause to me it seems like this is the only conversation is that we hear about the complete extremes yeah. of, of what people can expect rather than mm. hearing that actually quarter of women don't have any symptoms half yeah. of women have slight to moderate symptoms mm. we don't we're just not hearing that and I think that's really unfair and I think mm. that potentially we're setting up women to fail and to be frightened yeah. of, of a natural part of mm. of the process in their life that mm. they can't really escape they're sowing the seed of of a negative um, they're already this, what they're doing is sowing the seed so again that impacts on the way you think so you're, you're hearing what you're, you're, you're hearing as an individual this is going to happen to you you've got no choice you've got to go through it and this is how bad it's going to be so I'm actually seeing my consultants um, on um, in the next few weeks and I'm going to feed back to her how what what I heard as a but what share my experience um in terms of actually this is what you said but this is my experience and I think that I think you know I, I've, I feel that I think it's important to say to your patients this is what it this is what it the, the, there are many symptoms but instead of saying this is what it's going to be like just saying this is what you know this will help you this will help you if you if you look at getting out in nature taking that time to reflect on yourself doing your journal um exercise good nutrition things that you know the nhs are um you know advocating now but not to do with but not the menopause that, that 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 needs to be turned around the way it's as you say like delivering um the whole aspect of menopause yes i know I, I you know i'm not deluded that people do really 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 struggle with the symptoms but it's i think i think if you look at um, natural remedies or as i say just again it, it just 
there's there's a there's a there's a root, isn't there, to everything? There's a root, and I think by by doing the reflective journaling, you can find a root to what is really really going on. Because they say, don't they? It's like the word disease. It's your disease with your mind. So it's looking at it. That I can't. It's it's looking at your thoughts. But I think, as you say, it's women are painted the worst case scenario for the menopause. And that's what I meant before, Louise, by saying the seed is already sown. So people, once that takes root, that's all that remains in the mind, isn't it? Yeah. For, for a lot of women. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy then, isn't it? It, it is. It you know, really, it, really is. It, it's like we, we, 20 years ago, we went to Egypt and my my husband said, three months before he was get before we went that he was going to be ill he said I'm going to be ill I'm going to be ill do you know mm. I'm going to be ill <laughs> like oh yeah. okay you're going to be ill and he went yeah yeah I'm going to be ill I'm going to be ill and then we got there we were there for 14 nights and out of those 14 days he was ill for 12 of them wow so he told himself he was going to be ill so <laughs> that's similar me, isn't it you know yeah. and that and that was his um self-fulfilling prophecy really and that's yeah. not to by any stretch of the imagination say that it's all in our minds and and it's mind over matter because it isn't for a lot of people no it's not if they are strong there can be very strong surges of um hormones and i think when you have those surge of hormones that is really really difficult to to get under control it really is, but that's where you, you again, if you can journal what that was like in that moment, um, because that because then it's to be able to you get a better and deeper understanding of what it is actually like to feel how you can feel, because mm -hmm. you know people have a lot of women have the night sweats. I think I've had two night sweats. Right. I've been very, 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 very fortunate, um. But there's times to say when the brain fog does sort of come down on me and it's 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 embarrassing at times. So I, I have to sort of take myself out of that situation, think, right, well, how how what did you feel in that moment? And it's it is a horrible feeling, but it's a coping strategy because you say you can't always stop the physical symptoms um shrouding you. I think want of a better word, and it it's learning the strategies yeah. to, to learn to cope with those moments when they are, when the, the when there is like a surge of um of the physical, um, physical symptom that you experience. Yeah, so mm. I suppose it's it's sort of as you say that reflection to to know what you're feeling and mm. then. When you identify what it is, then you've got more control over it, and then you can potentially put positive strategies in place. To it's it's, it's strategizing, yeah, it's strategi strategizing. Um, but but in order to do that, you have to sort of go with the the worst the worst feelings that you in that moment, and but 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 equally, it's important to acknowledge it's 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 important to acknowledge actually how bad you can feel um that comes back to though doesn't it you know with when you think about the medical model and the medical model is like you say you, your doctor says it's going to be grim and then they sort of give you tablets or whatever to make it um better but yeah for me, 
with my menopause journey it was like this it was like an awakening it was a time to to find out about myself which I had always wanted to do from in my 20s but I didn't know what it was yeah whereas the menopause was this catalyst if you like for that sort of self-awareness that I've been longing to find yeah yeah um, and um and I suppose it's this this argument isn't it whereas you can do we want women to just carry on as normal mm. and down a medical model which is you know just carry on as we've always done because as we said earlier there is this I think this pressure to look after our families look after older parents go to oh, work yeah, look yeah. After everybody whereas actually potentially the menopause is this time for some women not all of them again where mm. they do have to stop and they have to breathe and take time or years for themselves and it seems mm. that we're either don't allow ourselves to do that or that's not mm. what society is advocating for us to do mm. yeah I, I, yeah I, I've, it is and I think it is becoming more um encourages it to do to do journaling to take that time out but if you think back years ago try you know tribe times they had all the community and like you know think of like the red tent the book the red tent you know um all the women used to gather didn't they in this red tent and um but but i think like now well we've, we've had generations then where it like menopause they used to call it the change didn't they it wasn't discussed just like oh don't go near this such and such was going through the change and it was like um paint it was like painted um a taboo subject as well so I think it's really really important to to be having these conversations of the the, the different experiences that women do go through um and it's 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 building up the knowledge as well isn't it of of what women go through and um how people um can um support each other um but as I say, it's it's important to not compare as well in terms of um, when you're having conversations, just to listen to that person who's going through it. And again, that's about self-development, isn't it? And self-awareness. And, um, and then, you know, finding a way to cope through that with the strategies and... Um, as you say, like looking at nature, looking at journaling, and looking at support from from like 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 minded people as well. Um, yeah, I think um, we're very good at putting other people first as well, and I think it is important to as you say, it doesn't have to be a long, it doesn't have to be um, a long period of time to um, to you know look at look you know to do that reflection. And it, and it is okay to say to say there's that many demands, particularly on um, matriarch of the family. There's that many demands of and all those plates that you're spinning to actually say, I need like Sue needs ten minutes just for myself. I'll be I'll I'll I will say yeah, just give me ten minutes or even half an hour 
gave me half an hour to myself and then you got me full attention but I need that time and it's just like that's another strategy just like saying to others and then eventually they'll find like oh no Sue Louise needs that time for themselves let's give them that time and then it's like again it's like forming a habit as well and like we say forming a habit is it 28 days it takes to form a habit it then becomes second nature as well then and before you know it you've got uh, that build up of knowledge for yourself which then you can share with others then who are just starting out on that journey as well wow yeah yeah does that make, does that make sense Louise and what I'm, I'm, yeah yeah yeah. And uh, it's it, it's 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 difficult to put it in in clarity. It's difficult to clarify, um, because it is there's so many I guess layers to to um to it, isn't there? Yeah. Because you're looking at self, you've got the influence of others, you've got your medical information, as well, um, you've got your own experience, you've got other people's experience, and everyone's life story is different as well yeah but it's important just to look at your story yeah and when looking at your story say it's all it's all about the the understanding at a much much deeper level but equally um when you've got that story that's where you get the clarity but we're complex aren't we human beings you see yeah. We've got that many layers, <laughs> that many messages coming from many different angles in life. No wonder we all become confused. Yeah. And then you say you have all the, the physical symptoms then of the menopause. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that many women do get the brain fog with it. Because we've had like 40, 50 years worth of layering of messages from significant others throughout our lives. <laughs> What I would like to do is, you know, you've got the the hard drive, uh, sorry, the, the pen drive from the computer and you can download information from the computer onto the pen drive and you've mm -hmm. got it all in a little compact pen drive. I would like to do that with my 50 odd years worth of my life. Just put what I don't need to think about on this little pen drive. So all my thoughts and feelings are in there. They can stay in there for now. Let's just look at what's going on now. Yeah, it's and funny. That's what I Sorry, Louise, go on. I know, I was going to say, I had a little sort of revelation the other day, whereas I'm not very good with acceptance. I've never been very good with acceptance of things. I've always mm. sort of um, tried to resist it, really. And um, and I've been sort of, I'm going, I'm not midlife, midlife, I don't, you know. And, yeah. um, and I sat there and thought, I am and what is now looking forward we've got this opportunity to do it all again yeah. without all of the crap that yeah. we were sort of like had in the way before what if the the future is this this place where you think I've you've got all those skills and those things that you've learned yeah along yeah. the way so that you can you can do 
it all again but without all mm. of the rubbish and with the knowledge and the hindsight that you've gained that's it I think it's looking at pregnancy the trimesters isn't it you've got your first trimester um where it, it, you, you know you, you're starting out in life aren't you? you're learning so many different things how to sit up how to walk how to talk and then you go through all these school and your education and then this is generalising because not like every people, not everybody's lives are like this. But then you've got like your your second trimester where you still you, you like your family starts growing up and you know what job you want and you you, you sort of you you um you aim for for um for for that job and you've got a plan out it's like your five year plan as it were, and then you 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 then you you gain that um goal that you've been aiming for in your second trimester but then your third trimester then it's sort of like well you've got all you've you've learned all of this information you've developed your skill sets and you put it into use and then it's sort of like all of a sudden you think Do you know what though I'm tired now so I just want to that, that even though you've got all these skill sets it's just time to like be peaceful now you learn how to um we become wise that wisdom isn't it as you gather <laughs> through life and i think by the time you're in your third trimester of life um as i see it it's sort of like yeah and then it's sort of like you don't you, you don't need those complications in your life anymore <laughs> do you no you know? and it's just like yeah i want to get rid of this now yeah <laughs> isn't it yeah no, and then you give it's sort of like giving it's sort of like you're giving birth to yourself, then isn't it? <gasps> yeah, where it's all yeah. just for us. Yeah, just for us, yes. <gasps> so we're nearly there, Louise. We are <laughs> nearly in our third trimester. Yeah. So that's a different way of looking at it, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's I think it's I think you've just gotta be hope. I'm really excited for the future. Oh, you're good, great. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. I yeah. Am. You know, it's that mill pond, isn't it? Just waiting for you, that lovely mill pond that you just want to dive into and, like, just feel that water on your face again mm. and, like, it's, it's the first time that you've ever done oh, it. Oh, God. Mm, yeah. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's just, um, it's going through, it's going through, crashing through the barrier of life, I would say. Yeah. you know and it is it's taken those challenging physically as well as mentally and 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 sort of um holding on holding on two hands because they can be very rough at times can't they yeah and um and then you say once you've once you've learned how to hold on the coping strategies obviously then you know and you become stronger and stronger your grit becomes stronger and then that rough bit you come out of that rough bit and then you say like start emerging again and that's your third trimester of life so for menopausal women I guess it's it's yeah allowing yourself to go through it knowing that you can survive it yeah. with the right I say with the right strategies in place for you and for your life but equally it's okay to say that I'm not feeling good I'm not coping and I need some help it's okay to ask for help we all need so ask we need a little leg up sometimes don't we yeah 
we really really do and then as i say replacing those thoughts when we've had that help and be thankful for that help that we've got then we're all right and we can survive we can women are strong people we're very very strong and if you think like physically what we go through as well those monthly cycles but we survive them don't we we do we do yeah that's all right to talk to you thank you so much that's all right thank you for listening and thank you for your time as well louise thanks for thanks for talking to us that's all right okay i'll speak to you very very soon you have been listening to conversations on the menopause with me louise halliday for a positive approach to your hormonal transition, please visit my website, atreraaromatics.com. That's Atrera, O-T-R-E-R-A, where we celebrate the nature of womanhood. You can also find me across various social media platforms. Thank you for listening and please feel free to contact me with any questions or to join the conversation. I really hope you'll join me again next time.